Hey everybody, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark. I'm Megan and I am a lifelong Hallmark movie fan. And I'm Wendy and I want to know, is it January yet? This week we are discussing a fabled holiday from Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas series. We are in the home stretch, Wendy. We are. There's a light. Well, you know what's funny? Hmm. Is that at the beginning of Countdown to Christmas, I went in hard. I was watching every movie I every know, single day you burnt yourself out and i we did ask we said when will wendy tap out and uh-huh. i think it was this weekend we've 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 hit that moment yeah you're there <laughs> i'm there just a few more weeks if you want to connect with us outside of the podcast we'd love for you to do so on instagram we're on tiktok we're at megan and wendy and if you want to get really deeply involved with us. Wendy, how can they do that? They can join our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. Just look for it in Facebook groups, or I will leave a link in our show notes. We're letting people in there left and right every single day. Growing like crazy. We'd love to have you over there. And we also have a Girls Gone Hallmark Instagram account. I run at Megan and Wendy. Wendy runs at Girls Gone Hallmark, which is really funny to me. (laughs) That is kind of funny. It's actually easier, I think, than running the other one. It's real niched down, real focused. Yeah, that's that's why I like it. And often get the attention of Tyler Hines there. So, you know, it's a win-win for me. (laughs) So if you are a Hallmark fan, those Instagram accounts are a fun little community. One final way you can connect with us is by leaving a review. It is the greatest gift you can give to us this season. It's free. It's easy. (laughs) You pop into the Apple podcast app. You give us five stars and you say something lovely like our latest review. You want to hear it? I'm ready for it. It's titled So Much Fun. I enjoy hearing Megan and Wendy's opinions on the movies and their news and notes are always full of good Hallmark related tidbits. But seriously, I need to be friends with these ladies. They're so relatable and a ton of fun. Keep up the great work, Megan and Wendy. Well, that makes me so happy because I have left so many comments on podcasts where I'm like, this could be my new best friend. So it makes me happy to hear that someone thinks about us like that. 1000% agree. Thank you for and, that lovely review. And the the other note in there about how that listener likes our news and notes. That makes me real happy. <laughs> I was worried. Every time like I work on the news and notes section, I go, do people just like skip, skip, skip through this right? part? I don't know. Well, what's interesting is our episodes have gotten ever so slightly longer on average. And that's simply because... We added in a Hallmark news and note section in addition to our movie-specific news and note section. Mm -hmm. And I wondered the same thing. Do people want that? Thanks to one reviewer, it stays. (laughs) (laughs) One person says yes, so here we go. Here we go. Speaking of Hallmark news and notes, are you ready to talk about some Hallmark-related happenings? I am. Y'all, January is going to be lit on the Hallmark (laughs) channel. (laughs) First of all, coming to Hallmark in January, as discussed, we have the Wedding Veil trilogy. And in one of last week's episodes, you had a you had a big wish. Do you remember what your wish for that trilogy was? Uh, no, I didn't prepare you for this. I'm sorry. It was that they would drop the episodes in order. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And they are. I'm so excited. So starting on January 7th, the second round of the Wedding Veil trilogy will drop on consecutive weekends, January 7th, January 14th, January 21st. I'm excited. 
Me too. Now I wonder if they're just gonna throw like a crappy movie at the on the twenty eighth. Have you read our <gasps> Oh <laughs> snap? <laughs> I forgot that you wrote an amazing January lineup post that has been <laughs> rocking on our website. It is. If you want a write-up of everything coming to Hallmark Channel in January, we do have that post on our website. Wendy will do you the favor of linking it in our show notes, but you can always find it at meganandwendy.com. We've got so much happening over there. But the answer to your question is, in terms of movies coming to Hallmark in January, we have three weeks of The Wedding Veil. There are two additional Hallmark Channel movies and Mm -hmm. one Movies and Mysteries. So one drops Sunday, January 1st, The Dog Lover's Guide to Dating, Mm -hmm. starring Corey Sevier. Okay. And one drops Saturday, January 28th, called Glacier Park Romance, starring oh Ashley Newbrow and Stephen Huzar. Excuse you, Glacier Park Romance is about an avalanche forecaster who clashes with the director of Mountain Rescue. Come on, you know they're going to have to work together to save the day in the end. See, that makes me want to run away and never podcast again. <laughs> like, I, that is a Hallmark movie that I do not want to watch. Please tell me we are not reviewing that. Why wouldn't we? It's a uh, Hallmark Channel original. Because it sounds terrible. Y'all, you should know that behind the scenes, Wendy's like, we are going to be the premier Hallmark <laughs> movie podcasters. We can't just skip a movie. God, I'm sorry. And then tell me about the dating dog one. Stars Corey Sevier and Rebecca Dalton. Essentially, Corey Sevier seeks out a dog trainer, played by Rebecca Dalton, oh, because his girlfriend's dog doesn't like him. Oh, Jesus. He's trying to make it happen. And of these course. Are, these are the, I, okay. Corey Sevier. No, I know. He, I really. you and Noel next door. I, I agree. I agree. Okay. My question is, are they completely abandoning New Year, new movies this year? I have yet to see a promotion calling this collection of movies, New Year, new movies. That is not a definite indication that that isn't going to exist, but it doesn't currently seem to be what they're calling things i mean quite possibly they're still wrapped up in countdown to christmas so they're like let's just get through this and then we'll decide what we're calling january's movies right indeed we are going to get a movie called family history from hallmark movies and mysteries starring janelle Parrish, whom i enjoy and neil matter who you don't enjoy (laughs) (laughs) this movie has a lot going on um It's definitely a movies and mysteries dramatic movie. Also, what else is coming to the Hallmark Channel in January? This Way Home? The Way Home. Oh, sorry. The Way Home? (laughs) (laughs) That premieres on January 15th. On January 15th. I am actually really looking forward to that. I like the little trailers they have. However... In the most recent like commercial I saw, I'm like, is there some sort of time travel situation happening here? Like a weird, like... I I think that's what they're getting at. (sighs) Reserve judgment. It's not going to be sci-fi. You're going to love it. (laughs) Okay. I hope so. And we will be reviewing that on the podcast. Indeed. Let's do a synopsis of A Fabled Holiday. Okay. Talia and her childhood best friend Anderson unexpectedly reunite in a familiar-looking town full of Christmas spirit that restores its visitors during their time of deep turmoil. Starring Brooke D'Orsay and Ryan Pavey. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you know what 
Ryan Pavey's fans are called? I think I recently saw it. What is it? It's the Pavey Pack. Oh, okay. <laughs> we got Heinies and we got the Pavey Pack. And Donna fans. You know, former Hallmark stars. Donna fans. Woof. <laughs> Uh, is there any more? Is there like, there's nothing for like, oh, I'm sure they've, uh, I'm walkies. Uh, is that what they're called? For Andrew Walk- oh, God. <laughs> if you are in a fandom for a dude of Hallmark, please let us know. We'd love to know what your hashtag is. Yeah, definitely. Before we hit news and notes about a fabled holiday, I have a Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook note. Ah, I just want to say that they said... This weekend's A Big Fat Family Christmas was the winner of the weekend. Have you watched that? I started to watch it, but it was on my phone and I was getting ready. So I wasn't like fully invested. And I think I've only seen maybe 25 minutes of it. Okay. Have you? Yeah. You've had a busy weekend. There's no way. If you listen to our Long Story Short episode, you will hear all the details of my very busy weekend and barely had time to watch this movie. So Mm -hmm. not yet. Shall we talk news and notes about a fabled holiday? Sure. I first have something from the Petty Complaint Department. Oh, I love it. IMDb made changes to the format online, their format. No, I can't. I'm scrolling back and forth all day to figure out where to find things. It's so, I I already said it was less user-friendly before. Now it's like more, Mm -hmm. (laughs) less (laughs) user-friendly. I'm like trying to find the credits for the people who have worked on these movies is so difficult. Why did they change it? I don't know. I'm going to write them an email or tweet them or something. <laughs> They're like, so pay for IMDb Pro, lady. Probably. That's probably what it comes down to. Uh-huh. If we get 50 more Patreon subscribers on our Long Story Short Patreon, we'll get a page at IMDb Pro <laughs> subscription and we can really beef up our news and notes section. So Okay. The challenge has been thrown. 50. 50 uh, new ones. Okay. All right. Well, let's just hop right in. This movie was co-written by E.S. Dolan Dix, who gets the story credit, and the teleplay goes to both E.S. Dolan Dix and Samantha Herman. Mm-hmm. E.S. Dolan Dix has exactly one credit, and it's this movie. Samantha Herman, however, also wrote Our Italian Christmas Memories, Angel Falls, A Novel Holiday, A Jen Lily Joint. Also, Mingle All the Way. My least favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I'm going to guess that E.S. Dolan Dix is... A fake name? Her name is Elizabeth, so the E could stand for Oh. Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah, I just thought it was weird that they only had one credit, one writing credit. Nothing else. Not one single thing else. Correct. But Samantha Herman, okay, so she wrote our Italian Christmas memories. Did she co-write that with Jawa Botkin? Oh. I, I think I think she did. Maybe. I will say this about E.S. Dolan Dix. Her about section on her website says she spends her days writing and illustrating picture books and ghost writes memoirs and feel-good Christmas movies. So perhaps she is just not getting the writing credit that she deserves because she's a ghost ah. writer. Interesting. Yep. Very, very interesting. Ruby J. Monroe directed. This is her third directing credit. Others include Planning for Joy also from 2022, and a Mrs. Miracle Christmas from 2021, which premiered on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. I'd like to also say about Ruby Monroe, most of her work prior to directing 
was as a script supervisor. Yes. She has a ton of credits for that. What's really interesting to me is some of the recognizable titles in her list to me. I recognized many of them. I haven't seen a lot of them, but the ones I've seen are shows like Upload, Timeless, which is a time travel television series, and Wayward Pines. And what's really interesting to me as someone who's a script supervisor, all three of those series in particular take place in different worlds. Like Upload takes place in a, a virtual world. Oh. Timeless is time travel. Wayward Pines is kind of like an end of the world scenario. And so I thought that's the kind of script where you really need a continuity script supervisor to be like, what are the rules about this place that we have invented in this story? Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting. I, you know what I also, that is interesting. I also saw that she was script supervisor for a million little things. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if she and Elizabeth Lane know each other. Uh, fellow podcaster and also writer on a million little things. Yes. Exactly. <clears throat> you know, this movie stars Ryan Pavey. And if you'd like more of Ryan Pavey, you can hear him as one of the voices on Once Upon a Christmas Carol, a two hour and 15 minute story available on Audible. And it is free to anyone with an Audible Unlimited subscription. What's it called? Once Upon a Christmas Story. Once Upon a Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. It is his first audiobook recording. Although my understanding is this does have a full cast and the other... Audio Star is a accomplished audiobook recording artist. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. I wonder why he did that. Money, 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 money. Yeah, maybe. Brooke Diorsay plays Talia. She's one of Megan's favorites. Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's the hair. It's a hair twin thing, right? Yeah, but she's so fun to watch. Yeah. She was in this year's Wedding of a Lifetime with Jonathan Bennett, whose movie drops next week. The one I am looking forward to. Oh yeah. Also was in last year's A Dickens of a Holiday with Christopher Polaha. Good job. And I noticed she's not very active on her social media. Mm -hmm. She has a total of 10 posts since 19. Oh, I'm sorry. Since 19. <laughs> since 2018. <laughs> she's just a private little lady. Oh, I just remembered I didn't have a note here. So everything I was looking up about Brooke Diorsey, you know, she's been in like things like Two and a Half Men and Gary Unmarried. And I was looking at watching these clips of her on these like comedy shows. And somebody said that she was in a Nestle commercial, which okay. I, I know it said she was the plunge girl, which I mean like, do you remember those Nestle commercials where they would like fall into the pool? Does that sound vaguely familiar at all? Maybe a little bit. Okay. So I was watching all these commercials from yesteryear, right? And there was this one. I thought, oh, maybe this is the one she's in. BTW never could find the one that she was in. But I wanted to just comment on the Nestle commercial I did see. And it had to be from the early 2000s or the late 90s. But it was like all these like hot, flashy scenes of people in bathing suits. Mm -hmm. And we're talking like it's instant iced tea commercial, right? <laughs> And in one shot, the girl turns around and she has a tramp stamp, like right above, you know, like her bathing suit bottoms yes. that either says Nestle or it says plunge. I can't remember what it said, but I was like, that seems highly inappropriate. I was like, who thought in the early aughts or whenever this was like, let's put a Nestle brand tramp stamp on this poor girl and like have her <laughs> terrible. I sure hope it wasn't Brooke Diorsey in that scene. She's so wholesome and lovely, although she was on Two and a Half Men, which is not a wholesome television show, so. 
whose girlfriend whose girl she was charlie's girlfriend no 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 ashton kutcher oh okay all right yeah this movie was uh filmed in vancouver british columbia where all four producers and the director are located okay that makes it easy i guess right yeah we're not going to utah guys nobody's traveling there's no travel budget (laughs) no i read that claiborne village store in abbotsford was used for a few scenes. The store has also been used in several other Hallmark movies, including Open by Christmas, A Glenbrook Christmas, and Christmas in Evergreen. Huh. Cool. It'd be kind of cool to like own like a store that they would want to like film at all the time, right? Oh yeah. Maybe that's our retirement plan. <laughs> Not being in these movies, but then we just own like a cute Hallmark esque little like location. They can just change the sign out for whatever yeah, they need. Totally. Mm-hmm. That and your dog farm. Dog sanctuary. I don't know what, what the hell my name? husband talking about the other <laughs> night. Hey, I'm into it. We were talking retirement plans at my holiday party the other night. <laughs> Rip roaring time. Wendy's husband's <laughs> going to be a part-time community college professor and run a dog sanctuary. I don't know what he was talking about. I, that was the messaging. I mean, look, we already told him we're living next door, so. <laughs> you know, he didn't balk at that that information either, so he was like, whatever. You guys want to run a podcast empire from the backyard? Great. He, he was being kind. I relayed that information to my husband, who was not part of that conversation. He was like, all I heard is that I'm retired in this scenario. So yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> it was weird. A weird conversation. Uh, hey, Lindsay Sterling. She is an American violinist. Yeah. Did you know that was her? In I this? did because I had, well, I didn't know who Lindsay Sterling was prior to this movie, but I had seen promo for this movie or people were very excited that Lindsay Sterling was performing. So apparently she's well known. I am just not in on the story. Strings performance world. Well, let me tell you where I have seen her before. Mm. She was on season 25 of Dancing with the Stars. Oh. She finished in second place with her partner, Mark Ballas. Well, apparently she's a big deal. She's a star. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question for you. Okay. Of the current of of like the current slate of Hallmark stars. Yeah. Not that you watch Dancing with the Stars, but who would you like to see on Dancing with the Stars? Oh, well, you know, I'd love the hell out of Brooke Dearsay on Dancing with the Stars. I think she would kill it. She'd be great. I wouldn't mind a Wes Brown moment on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Paul Campbell would be a delight on Dancing mm-hmm. with the Stars. Good choice. I'm just, I'm just picking up people who, like, I would see being fun on camera. Um... I mean, like, I feel like it's a cop-out to say Tyler Hines, but, like, Tyler Hines would go all the way to the end. He would just, like, smolder at the camera during that judging moment, and people Uh would be like, vote, 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 vote. (laughs) Get all those old ladies. I feel like there's a big crossover in the the Hallmark Dancing with the Stars watching demo. Yes, I I feel like we should start a petition for somebody. Oh, Jonathan Bennett would be great. yes, please. He would be great. And, uh, you know, this year... And last JoJo year, dance with a lady. I know where yes. you're going with and, this. And no, well, I would say this current season that just wrapped, they had Shangela, who is a a male drag queen performer, dance with another male, and it was great. But he was dressed up as Shangela at the time, so you could see how that what it essentially was two dudes. But like, right. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yes. Anyway, yes. I'd be happy to watch Jonathan Bennett dance with a dude. Or a lady. I don't care. I would just like to watch Jonathan Bennett. I 
Agree. I also think Tamara Mowry would be a good fit. Oh, yes. I think so, too. Hmm. I need to take it to Girls Gone Hallmark Instagram and see and tag these people and see if they would do it. Yes, ma'am. Are you ready for first impressions? Mm, sure. Mildred is an angry elf. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Mine is, I didn't have dancing violinists on my bingo card. <laughs> That's pretty much how I felt about the the Lindsay Starling cameo in this movie. Well, the thing, while we're talking about that, the thing about that that was disappointing is if you're going to have this violinist who is obviously someone who's known for being a violinist, right? Like it's Lindsay Sterling violinist, not just like random stock violinist. Could you make it a little more believable that she's playing music in that moment? Oh, you didn't think she, it looked like she was playing the violin? It, I didn't think, no, I think she was probably playing. I don't think the sound that we were hearing was what she was actually playing. Like it was oh. added in a post. And I just feel like there, it just, it's not the only moment of, sound production that I found disappointing in this movie. Oh, interesting. Well, I will say about that scene, like, I, I think, like, playing the violin and dancing is, like, her niche, right? Yeah. But why is she not on a stage? Why is she, like, just out in front of some gazebo on the wet grass dancing around? It just was weird. It felt more Ren fair than oh, Holiday yes. Festival. 100%. What did you like about A Fabled Holiday? It was hard to make this list i have a love-hate relationship with the quirkiness of brooke diorce's character (gasps) sometimes i thought she was real cute and sometimes i thought she was super annoying and furthermore when she has her like big revelation at the end about i'm a writer i know who i am i'm a writer she's like screaming it out into the universe i was it was super cringe for me i was (laughs) embarrassed for her yeah you know uh Brooke had to go to level 12 in this movie to make up for her co-star, <laughs> Pavey the Wooden. Oh, my God. Oh, you're going to get hate mail. I know you love him so much. No, I no, no. was prepared. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. He was coming in on the heels of his Ashley Williams renaissance moment. And let's get to that later. I, w- I have a thought about him in our wish for category. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I did think Talia and Anderson's kiss was pretty steamy at the end. Like it was like not just like a schmooch lips on lips. It was kind of hotter than that. Okay. But that's where it ends. Okay. That's where your like ends or that's where your enjoyment of their relationship ends? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's let me tell you what I liked. Okay. Um, First of all, points for executing a new style of movie. I think Hallmark is trying a lot of things, throwing a lot at the wall, see what sticks. They are trying really hard to break out of the memification of the Hallmark movie where it's very predictable. Again, it is still a Hallmark movie. These things still exist, but I do think they are innovating, and I think they get points for taking this movie about a storybook town and giving it this storybook feel with chapter one, et cetera. Okay. Okay, wait, hold on. Two questions for you based on that. Yeah. Like, what is there, what is so different about this movie that is different from the other movies? I don't know that the actual tale of the movie itself is different, except for in one way. But I think visually having a narrator, having it set in chapters as if you're reading a storybook that you fall into to hear this story I think that's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I also think 
the way the people in this town act as if they have a secret is kind of a vibe we're not super used to in these Hallmark movies, particularly with Mildred. But we don't know their secret. You know it's not going to be very high stakes. It's a Hallmark movie. But I did kind of like this intrigue of like, why do we need this to work out so badly? Mm, Okay. I can't remember my second question. All right. Tell me what else you liked. There's a moment when Anderson is leaving the inn after he gets upset with Talia because she's revealed that he lost a patient. Dude's a doctor. Of course he lost a patient. Settle down, Anderson. Moody mermaid storms off. I'm like, stop it. Yes. But what I loved about that moment is they're playing the background track is a strings performance of Oh Holy Night, which is my personal favorite Christmas song. It's a really beautiful performance. And I think that moment, as much as I was like, why are you leaving? Cut the drama, dude. I thought it was a really, like, sweet moment uh, mm-hmm. when she's, like, watching him from the window. I mean, again, Brooke brings the scene home. I loved my favorite thing about this movie is John Prowse, who plays Charles, the widower. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I was most invested in his character. I was Same. most invested in his story. I have a wish that involves him later. I thought he did a fantastic job of embodying this man who had lost his wife several years ago, who hadn't really quite found his place in the world without her. In his scene where he's talking to her picture about going to the store and get almond milk, tears, not just teared up, fell out of my eyes. This is five minutes into the movie and I'm already crying. Yes. I, that is on my, did you see that moment? Yes. He's like, I got the almond milk and he's sitting on the bed and he gives picture a kiss i was like i'm wrecked yes standing ovation for john prowse in this movie finally i liked mean girl mildred she made me laugh she was salty as hell and was a nice counterpoint to brooke diorsay's bubbly everything's gonna be fine personality okay mildred was given windy energy 100 (laughs) percent. yeah so Opposite of you, I did not like the chapters used throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought the transitions were terribly abrupt. It was weird to me. Mm-hmm. It, it, it. I don't know if it's because I watched on Friendly, and every time they would show a chapter, it would break into a commercial. Oh yeah, got to watch um, it on Peacock. I'm curious if I watched it on Peacock if it was more fluid. Yeah, because the chapter closes and the next one opens. There's no erectile dysfunction medication in between (laughs) chapter six and chapter seven. hundred percent. Yes. I think definitely the viewing experience plays into that. But I just thought the transitions were just, it was weird and glitchy and I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I also did not like Talia's self-doubt about her unsuccessful writing career. (gasps) Come on. Okay. Listen, listen to me. Hear me out. She was so concerned about letting her dad down, right? Like she Mm -hmm. didn't become this person that he thought she was going to be. She is still successful. She owns a bookstore. She is a business owner. Like that is something to, I don't know. That's an accomplishment, right? Yes. Life doesn't always go the way we imagine. So stop complaining about it. Like if you still want to write, start a blog. Like seriously, like I could not get over this like... Debbie Downer, nobody's publishing my stories, which she kept calling my stories and my imagination. You don't like me because of my imagination is too wild. I just was like, shut up. Sorry. 
Wow. I, you know, I hear what you're saying. And I, I, I think maybe the message would have been more powerful if it were like, you don't need to be a published author to be a writer. Like anybody can yes. be a writer. If you want to be yes. a writer, be a writer. Yes. Thank you. Doesn't, so yes, that's, I like, okay. okay. Thank you for summarizing that for me. That mm-hmm. is my feeling. Okay. To the core. I have a couple other things I wish for, but is there stuff that you wished for? Sure. I wish for a few things. Okay. First, more people in Wonderbook. They explain. They explain why at the end. Well, because people don't read the story, right? Mm-hmm. But that explains why people aren't coming to Wonderbrook. But shouldn't people live there? Oh, yeah. They've got all these Christmas festivities, and there's not a damn person there. Is like, that supposed to be like uh, like Christmas purgatory? Like, what are those people doing? <laughs> right? The rest of the year, what's do they? does it just fast forward? Do they only exist in the week before Christmas? That's a great question. Yes. But I I needed a few more background actors for me to really feel the magic of this magical Christmas town. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my second wish is that Ryan would have sparkled the way that I think Brooke does on screen, but he does not. I was less invested in their rom- romance than I should have been. Mm-hmm. Finally, mm-hmm. a wish for the future. A vision, perhaps. Do you think we could see a fabled holiday return to Wonderbrook with an entirely new cast of characters? But of course... The magical ones all stay, and John Prowse gets to return as a member of the town of Wonderbrook, and we get a Brooke Diorsay cameo a la Ashley Williams in Christmas and Evergreen, but Ryan Pavey can stay home. Okay, well, yes, I think that's completely possible that they can definitely make, I mean, if they can make time to come home for Christmas into 16 different movies, they can make this, you know, a sequel or two, right? There's four Evergreen movies, come on! But this is where I get confused at. Now, do Talia and Anderson, they don't live there in Wonderbrook anymore, but why does the widow, widower, widower guy do? Because he falls in love with Mildred. He gets to stay. But see, this is where I know it's, I know it's pretend. This is, I can't, I can't like wrap my head around it. Do you understand? Like, it doesn't exist in real life. So how are those people there? Okay, but maybe it does exist in real life. But, well, it exists. I don't know. Only the people who have read the book can find the town. That's the deal. I guess. Yes. There are some questions that we need answered. <laughs> but but Charles gets to stay because he and Mean Mildred are going to live happily ever after. He's going to get to find joy again. Mm-hmm. But... Anderson and Talia don't stay because that doesn't further their story. They get to go back home and she gets to be an author and he gets to be a doctor who occasionally kills people. Okay. Let me talk about two things that I wish for. Okay. When they would do the chime noise throughout the movie. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Whatever. And first of all, I was annoyed because she would be like, did you hear that? Like more than once drove me crazy. And then I would notice like every time the chime noise would happen, everybody would look up to the sky like, what are you looking for up there? The chime noise is not coming from the sky. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they don't hear the chime noise when they're making the movie, but they but the direction is, everybody look up. Like, it just drove me Instead crazy. of look around? Yes. They all looked up towards the sky. Mm. Okay. Also, let's talk about Brooke and Pavey. Okay. This couple was so boring together. Mm-hmm. I think Pavey is so Mm one-dimensional and I was really, really like, I think he is a 
very handsome man. Mm-hmm. I like how he has got like a little salt and pepper in his hair. He's very natural and rugged looking. I like that. I'm very mm-hmm. drawn to him. However, in every movie, with the exception of Two Tickets to Paradise, he is stiff as a board. He is so one-dimensional and boring. I do not care about his character. I didn't care about his job. I didn't want them to be together. I, he could he could have been completely not in this movie. And it could have been solely about her. It still would have been a good movie if it was about her. They don't need this love interest in the movie. But you said every Christmas movie has a love interest in it. So I think they should have made it about her. And then that would have been a really different Hallmark movie. Also, Charles and Mildred get together. There's your love story. Exactly. Young love story. Exactly. I agree with you. Can I give a little peek behind the curtain of Girls Gone Hallmark real quick? Mm -hmm. Wendy has suggested that the future of Girls Gone Hallmark needs to include more interviews with oh cast and crew. I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not opposed to this, in theory. But what I want to know, from the fellow Hallmark podcasters out there, how do you balance an interview with the cast and crew with the fact that at some point you might say something they're Critical. not going to want to hear? Yeah. Because I don't come here to be mean. I don't sit down and I'm like, well, I'm going to shit all over this movie today and I'm going to enjoy it. There's no joy in that for me. But I also don't want to make a Hallmark movie podcast where I go, they're great. That was fine. This was nice. There's no value in that either. So then how do I say things like wooden pavy and then Mm -hmm. be like, you want to come on the podcast, RP? How do you do that? I don't. That's a good question. I don't know. But I but like you, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, he's so nice. to look at him. And I enjoyed him as an actor in this movie. I really didn't. I don't know if it's a miscast or if it's just him. He works a lot. So somebody likes him. Please email the show, Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. Also, I'm going to ask this in our Facebook group. What do you feel about Hallmark podcasts that also do interviews? Do you appreciate them? Do you want more of them? Do you want more movie talk? Let us know. Are you ready for Did You See That? Sure. My first one is in all caps, The Bells, WTF. How close are are you watching this movie? Not that closely. They do a procession of the bells. And they're like, they give everybody bells to ring as they're walking. Now, first of all. Oh, I remember the scene. Okay. Brooke and Ryan are having a. As they're walking. But as they're handed the bells, they're like, don't worry. The bells kind of know what to do. There's absolutely no effort to ring these bells in time with the ringing of the bells that is happening as they're walking. And I know that would be a very hard thing to do because they definitely can't hear it. So they're just like. I imagine someone off screen trying to silently keep time so they know when to ring. But I was like, this is very distracting to me because the bell is not ringing when it should be ringing is all I Got it. Yeah, I do remember that scene. I do remember that line too, but Mm. I didn't watch it that closely. Yes. The couple that is at the Wonderbrook Hotel, the one that is going through some marital strife, they may be divorcing. This is the first time we've talked about them. I did not like them. Go ahead. They're... This is not much, but there's this one scene and she says, she says, we should get some souvenirs from the Christmas market. And he responds, this is probably not the season we want to remember. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oof, right mm-hmm. to the heart. Like that hurts. Mm-hmm. Like she was like hoping maybe like, you know, rekindling something. Like maybe they have this special moment of collecting a souvenir. Or I don't know. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to remember this with you. Yeah. Ouch. 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 Indeed. Question. Yeah. 
Do you think Talia's wardrobe is a nod to this being a childhood story? Because girlfriend has ruffles and bows in almost every scene. Megan, I have a line that says Talia wore bows in her hair too many times for an adult woman. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting that you bring that up. I could buy into that, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it's weird though, right? It's noticeable. I thought, like the occasional bow, but it was in almost every scene. And I thought, that's got to be intentional. Her sweaters were ruffly. She wore bows in her hair. She's got pigtails when she arrives in Wonderbrook. Any one of those things on its own is unremarkable, I think. Mm -hmm. But the combination, I think, was intentional. Now... Now you saying that is makes me feel like I really don't like that because it just uh, there's something weird to me about like having adults play like dress up for like this children's story. It's okay. just it's just weird to me. Two more things. One time, and I'm sorry again for bagging on <gasps> Ryan Pavey. Uh, Brooke says to him like you know she confesses like her love for him or whatever, and he says. I have feelings for you, too. <laughs> like, uh, he's so... <laughs> like, that's it. I have feelings for you, too, but, you know, in the driest possible way. But she says, I have feelings for you. He's echoing her words. She okay, says... fine, the, but it's... I have feelings the for delivery. you, too. I know. He does the not sparkle. Del- no. That's good. He does not sparkle. The last, the last note here, and this is a truly, did you see that? When Talia is at her, like, book launch, right, back at her store, they have a poster with her face on it and her name on it for her book, and her name is Talia Monroe, which is the last name of our director. Ah! Spelled the same way. M-U-N-R-O. Yep. Nice catch. Thank you very much. What did you rate this? (sighs) I gave it two stars. I gave it three. Okay. I wanted to give it one and a half, but I didn't want to be mean. I am reading it almost like exclusively on the John Prowse storyline. Yeah, that that touched me. We've got a lot coming up on Hallmark. There are still some movies to look forward to, particularly this weekend's Christmas class reunion, as well as Jonathan Bennett's The Holiday Sitter. We will be covering both of those next week. Before you go, hop into our Facebook group. Let us know your thoughts on this movie. Have a great watching weekend, friend. Goodbye. Bye.